Hey, this episode of the Sex Nerd Sonder podcast is sponsored by the Art of Charm podcast. Check it out at theartofcharmpodcast.com and on Stitcher and iTunes. It's actually a top 50 podcast over on iTunes, packed with wisdom in the truest sense of the word, from how to become more productive and professional to how to meet and attract women and manage relationships if you're in one, topics like how to create confidence, how to get people to like you, how to get people to trust you, how to keep things fresh in relationships, how to create or end a relationship, plus, of course, productivity and time management. Basically, it's a fun and educational way to spend your time learning about personal growth because it shouldn't be boring, should it? No! You might remember Jordan, one of the hosts from the Ladies' Man episode early on in the Sex Nerds Under podcast. Check it out on Stitcher iTunes, and theartofcharmpodcast.com. Now entering Nerdist.com. Hello. Hey, I'm so glad that you can join us for this episode. We are going to be talking about sex party planning, as it says on the title. Yep, you heard correctly. I am not a person who does that sort of thing because it freaks me out. So I talked to two friends of mine about how they plan their sex parties. And actually, funny enough, you can attend parties, um, not sex parties per se, but Alison Moon, the first interview we have, she is uh, launching her book, Girl Sex 101, through a party in Oakland, May 9th. Um, and if you pay for a VIP ticket, which is 40 bucks, a regular ticket's 20, you not only get a book, but you get access to a demo area where there will actually be sex demonstrations. So I, how, why not? Why not go to that if you're in the area? So, and there'll be prizes and dancing and art cars and all sorts of stuff. And it's for everyone, anyone who's a fan of girls. So come on out for that. And Mariah Moon Kindred. Now I've been to this. It's Ruin Hollywood. If you're in the Los Angeles area, Ruin is a party that happens twice a month at the Monte Carlo club. And it's kind of got like a really dark, sexy vibe in the club. And there's a room off from the main drag where you can actually experience different BDSM play. And so she's there giving people demos and, and really taking people through a lot of cool experiences. So especially if you want to try new stuff, seek out Mariah, ruin Hollywood, find it on Facebook. So, and the girl sex launch party one is at girl sex one one Okay. Thanks. They'll talk about this as well. Um, in terms of me, I should probably tell you dates and stuff. Uh, big announcement. Hey, Sydney, we've got a date and time. May 16th. It's a Saturday at 7 p.m. If you're in Sydney, Australia or in the area and you want to come, please, tickets will be available next week. Mark your calendar. I know some of you are actually wanting to fly or drive fairly far to, to come. So I wanted to make sure that you knew that date, May 16th. New Zealand, we're working on it. Hopefully by next week, we'll have a date and time for you as well. Okay. Portland, I will be doing two live podcasts and you have a choice. I mean, you can come to both, which would be so cool. Come to the Thursday one, May 7th at Dante's Live with Erica Moen. And we'll be talking about stripping and probably pole dancing too. Cause yeah, that's cool. Uh, and then Saturday, May 9th with Bridgetown Comedy Fest, I'll be talking to Kyle Kinane, DJ Real and Alicia Sanchez about Urban Dictionary and different terms uh, within. Okay. So two really fun topics. Um, both just, I, I feel bad that I'm making you choose, but I will be having a great time both on Thursday and Saturday. And on Friday, I'll be attending stuff too, because Bridgetown Comedy Fest is pretty cool. Okay. Um, what else? Yeah, life is good. I'm feeling really good. I, that thing that I mentioned last week about shooting a pilot for something, like a special, I did that this week. And it was uh, several days of intense hair and makeup and being in front of cameras and asking people questions and really just doing what I do here on the podcast, but with more lighting. And you get to see people's facial expressions. So I'll let you know when that comes out. That'll be months and months away when that actually is available. But um I really love interviewing people. It's so much fun. Isn't it cool to have passions? Yeah. <laughs> okay, enough about me. Let's talk about sex party planning. Uh, thanks a lot and enjoy. Welcome to the Sex Nerd Sandra podcast. Whoa, what are these kids doing in here? Hey, if you're under 18, go ask your mom. 
now that we're alone, let's start the show. Hey, welcome back to the show, Allison Moon. Thanks for having me, Sandra. You have published two books since the last time we talked. Really? Two? Actually, that's not true, because you technically were hanging out at Sketchfest and like jumped up on stage for oh, two God. shows. Yeah. That was, there's been a lot of Alice and Moon on this podcast lately. I like being on your podcast. Well, I mean, you have such amazing information, and you really add a lot, and so and I appreciate it. And we are friends, and you know, nepotism you know, runs deep. Sweet. <laughs> I appreciate your nepotism. Um, but actually, the reason I'm, I'm talking to you right now is I'm... I we I mean I talk about sex a lot and I get a little like okay yeah because we were talking because you, you know Girl Sex 101 is coming out in April and you're like let's talk about like more girl sex and I'm like oh god like you know we've talked about fisting we've talked about oral sex we've talked about just general what's it like being a woman and patriarchy and, and having girl sex and what does it mean and I don't care about talking about sex with girls anymore right now for at least the next day and a half. I'm hurt. Really? Is Are you that burnt out on hot lesbian action? No, no. It's, personally, no. I would say it's more that it feels imbalanced a little mm. bit and there's other things that are piquing my interest right now. It's like the ebb and flow. I have to go and be excited about some things and then... Blowjobs. Like, We're back on to blowjobs. Uh, I talk about those a lot. I, I just really <laughs> got a lot of blowjob action out. I mean, steak on blowjob day just happened. Oh, yeah. But um, right now, it's sex parties. Okay. Okay, so um, this actually came out. This is going to be first a kind of a vanilla question, but mm-hmm. then we're going to get deep into it, and I do want to ask other people these questions because it's so interesting. So you're planning... Girl Sex 101, the uh, book opening party, mm-hmm. which is not a sex party. No. But it's to celebrate a sex book. Right. And it's like a huge warehouse and lots of really cool activities, blah, blah, blah. I don't really, we're going to get into the, the details in a minute. But I, okay, so I have been fantasizing since I moved into my apartment years and years ago that I would have sexy, sensual parties in my home. And I never have. I've totally wimped out. And part of it is that I am nervous about throwing parties, period. So the idea of being like, yeah, friends, come over and then take your clothes off and touch each other? Like, no. And I have been to parties. But I guess first step before I even get into how to throw a sex party, how do you throw a party? <laughs> <laughs> That's like that is a, such a delightfully nerdy question. That's like the nerd of the sex nerd song. Like, how do how do people enjoy each other's company? What do you do together? It's so difficult. I mean, okay, I know music selection is important, and there's food. I know that people tend to take care of themselves. Mm-hmm. I don't have to freak out too much. I know that often they go to beverages first. That is something I have observed. You want to have some quiet corners that people can hide in. Like mm-hmm. I know I've noticed things mm-hmm. about parties. But to me, unless there's a theme or like, hey, we are all going to play Settlers of Catan or something, mm-hmm. I don't know how to do it. So you're planning this big party. I mean, it's not just a few people coming over and, and you know, eating fondue. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's a thing. So how do you know that you're going to throw a killer party? Oh, my God. So that's such an interesting question for me specifically because I do throw great parties <laughs> and... I always imagine that I'm going to throw a terrible party. Like the next party is going to prove that I am actually a fraud and blah, blah, blah. So like, I no, I've thrown great parties since I started throwing parties in college. And, um, but yeah, I always like, especially with book release parties, I'm like, Oh no, this party, no one's going to show up at. Mm -hmm. And now it's going to prove that I I don't actually have any real friends. Like it's one of those. So natural insecurity, natural insecurity. Yeah. And I'm also an introvert. So I, I am very aware of those things that you can create at a party to for introverts Mm -hmm. so that it's actually, everybody can have a good time. All right. I think about the places I feel safest, right? Dark corners, right? Food. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Like the places where you can kind of like hang out alone and not feel weird, like a smoking section or a loungy area. Um, so I like for me, I like to have p- throw parties where there's stuff to do and stuff to look at. Um, so like interaction stuff. So oftentimes the bar becomes an interaction thing where you're like, oh, reading the menu and talking to somebody about the drinks. Oh, so the bar is a place of yeah, it can be a place of interaction. Um, but that's just like here, have alcohol. Now you are entertainment. Right. Okay. Right. Um, and so like you know 
the karaoke thing that happens at parties, the, the, the photo booth that's becoming more and more popular, which mm-hmm. I think is really great. Good times. Um, so things that you can do, right? So you can do them alone. You can do them with people. Just there's something to do. Um, but I also really do like performance. And I think that I like performance for a lot of reasons. One, again, it's something to watch. It's something to engage with mm-hmm. that you can engage with alone or with people. Um, and it's also something to honor local talent and pay local talent a lot of mm-hmm. times and so i think it's really important to have like displays of awesome people be- that are in your community being awesome um from a party promoter's perspective it's better to do that too because then you have performers who are bringing their own communities okay. to come watch them perform so it helps with getting numbers up if you're concerned about that kind of thing okay and then you can talk to people about what you just saw like you had a shared experience with other people yes which is my panic of what do i say to you right it's like it's like the dinner and a movie date where Mm -hmm. it's like you're all you really always should go to the movie first because if dinner is if your date is boring at least you'll have something to talk about right right the movie uh yeah if you do it the other way around it's not as good right yeah Mm. i haven't done dinner and a movie date I, th- I feel like the most memorable ones of those were like when I was like 14, mm. <laughs> like really. <laughs> and then you just went into the dark so you could make out. Oh, hot! 14 year old. Wow. I was I was an ambitious, horny 14 year old. I approve. I had plans. <laughs> you had plans. Yeah, I was an old soul. Adults told me that a lot, so I was oh. allowed. Yeah. Awesome. If you're 14 and listening to this, n- don't. <laughs> um, hold on a Consent. second. Okay, so um, so we've got karaoke, and we've got interactions, and supporting local artists, mm-hmm. and having but, something to talk about. But I also think there's just the friendly factor. I think that so often we're used to, a lot of people who go out, we're used to going to clubs where there's like surly doorman, and then surly list person, and then angry bartender, mm-hmm. and it creates a, a, a non-friendly environment. And yeah. for me, like I throw, I want to throw, if it's a private party especially, like I want to throw a party where people feel safe to talk to strangers. Mm-hmm. And that usually means by setting up the intention at the door that like no, no no we're all community here and the people that you don't know are just friends you haven't hung out with yet you oh, know like a musical i don't know what that means i don't know there was a simpsons um episode that was a musical and it was like a stranger is just a friend you haven't yeah or maybe it was from i feel like that's a like a something you stitch car, on a- streetcar named desire they were trying to do. I was relying on okay, the I'm a, kindness sorry. of strangers. That's a whole okay, other a, thing. No, there was a stranger <laughs> friendship thing. I don't. It's all a mishmash. Hey, hey. back to this. Yeah. So yeah, friendly strangers. Yeah, and I think that actually plays into the sex party thing, right? Where it's like people go. A lot of times, people go to a sex party for the first time with a lot of anxiety walking through the door, um, and especially if this. I mean, because of the kind of cliche cliche notions of what a sex party is mm-hmm. um of like you know dark leather no like red light bulbs and you know a lot of people no have, smiling no smiling you butter smiling yeah like stuff like that i think that's the kind of cliche that a lot of people anticipate and so there's a lot of fear and anxiety going into it anyway then like on top of it oh my god they're gonna be naked people oh my god and so i think there's a, a lot of that kind of like notion that it's going to be a, a cold and calculating and cruel environment as opposed to a warm, fuzzy one. Um, and I think for sex parties, like it's really important for the people who are working, like who are staffing it to be welcoming and accepting. Um, because like when we talk about like sex parties, we're talking about all the social anxieties that anyone might have mm-hmm. just in general. And then all the sex anxieties, which often are completely separate from social anxieties on top of all of that. So you've got like, you're working with two different functional anxiety issues smooshed together in the sandwich of angst, right? Or anxiety. So being a person who can like welcome people. So like your body issues are fine. You can have your body issues, but you know, don't let them stop you from having fun tonight or you can have social anxiety issues, but don't let them stop you from having fun tonight. That we're all, we're all here. We're, we all have weird body stuff. We all have weird social stuff and that's shouldn't be an excuse to, deny yourself an exciting connection experience okay goodness i'm reminded of um how some party because part of it i'm thinking about the different spaces within a sex party but then also beforehand we need to talk about what kinds of different sex parties there are because i haven't i've only been to one swinging event Mm -hmm. that i can recall off the top of my head and so i feel like that's a whole world of of 
different types of parties. I remember seeing some conference that had a sci-fi theme in the South that had a section where it was a room that was dark that at different times you knew from 10 p.m. to midnight it would be all, you know, no holds barred, anything goes in the dark. And that's a, that's a type of sex party, technically, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I guess it's the culture and the intention you want to set up. Mm-hmm. Um, do you do you have categories in your brain of different types of sex parties? Sure. I mean, there are a lot. And you're going to talk to more people and they'll have other ones that I haven't thought of. But, you know, there's swinging party, like you mentioned. There's the, you know, everybody ends up at the apartment after clubbing and they're all kind of drunk. And, oh, no all spooling around like that is kind of a sex party even mm-hmm. if it wasn't intentional right the accidental the accidental mm-hmm. sex party sure i mean that was that was my introduction to sex parties was college where we're like oh we're all in the same dorm room and like it was full-on porno style we're like oh your boobs are so pretty can you feel my boobs? oh your boobs are nice like it was full-on porno style but it was actually just all women who were like oh boobs yay oh liberal arts oh liberal arts overland college i miss you so much sometimes um yeah, so there's, the, I mean, there's that kind of sex party. There's the intentional, like the the parties that I tend to throw, um, and these were kind of modeled off off of my partner Reed, who's throwing been throwing parties for a long, far longer than I have. Um, where there's a welcome circle, like the doors are open for a certain time. There's snacks and chit chat, and then the doors close, and nobody's allowed in after the doors close because we're really intentional about the container we set up. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's a thing. Um, there are definitely more like revolving door parties where it's like it's a party, but it's sexy. Mm-hmm. Um, Kinky Salon is a great example of a party. There, there are there are rules. There's boundaries. There's there's um, community designed, you know, spaces, and then you know, have fun. But there's performances. It's kind of like I like to think of Kinky Salon as a sexy party where there's mm-hmm. places to have sex, but there's also other things to do, like we were talking about, like a burlesque show or you know, places to hang out that aren't about the sex, mm-hmm. um, which I think is a great model because then it allows people to di- like dip their toes in. Uh, to go to a party where there's sex happening in the other room, but they get to decide how close they want to get to that physically. Yeah. Um, I'm curious about uh, OMING, the orgasmic meditation mm-hmm. um, community, mm-hmm. because technically, I don't know if they call them parties, but where a actual sex play happens. Mm-hmm. Where you know women take their pants off and yeah, I don't know if they refer to them as parties either. I, right. I'm not part of that community. I'm sure you'll you should talk yeah, to somebody definitely. who is. But um, yeah, I mean, I think I see those as more like kind of group guided meditations. And there's definitely tons of things like that. I mean, Betty Betty um, Betty Dotson used to run the women's masturbation parties mm-hmm. where everybody sits in a circle and looks at their vaginas and vulvas with a mirror and. And plays with themselves in a circle and, you know, masturbates together. Jack and Jilloffs uh, happen in the Bay Area for many, <laughs> many years. Um, Carol Queen and Robert Lawrence. I mean, there are all sorts of ways that people gather to be sexual with one another. And I, I think they all serve very specific but very important functions. Um, and that I think that's, again, like, that's important for people to learn about to kind of demystify the notion of the sex party being like the one thing, the yeah. dungeon um, or the bathhouse. Mm-hmm. Um, those are totally legitimate things too. Um, but there's a lot of different ways to, to be sexual in groups together. Um, and I think every time I go to a sex party, I learn something new about people's sexuality, about community, about my own boundaries and my own, um, where I still have little dark hidden corners of insecurity. Mm-hmm. I love that because I love getting to explore those places that you know really public sex you know group sex is kind of the best tool to help explore those things Hmm. you know i recently threw a sex party uh, which was you know private friends only kind of sex party where i you know i'm not usually i'm not very much of an exhibitionist but i really wanted to get fucked and so i'm like i would like to get fucked that was my intention for the thing and uh i ended up being like one of the few people at in this area that was getting fucked and i just noticed at one point while it was happening that like i had a huge audience of people okay all of my friends people i love but not people that i necessarily had had orgasms in front of and now here i am like on all fours like (laughs) getting fucked really having a good time but like looking over my shoulder and seeing like a a colleague friend (laughs) like watching and i'm like oh god i'm having feelings about this and you know, it was just a it was a new place for me to go mm-hmm. with my own emotions around my own insecurities about my body or the the O faces I make. Mm-hmm. Um, and then talking to her and her husband afterwards, and she was like, "Oh my god, that was beautiful!" And not like, Aww. "Oh, it was so fucking hot," but like that was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like it was so it was so special. Um, 
And like there is a certain bonobo thing that happens, mm-hmm. you know, like when you break down that kind of ultimate boundary between friends where it's like pe- people you're not necessarily having sex with, but people you're having sex next to, mm-hmm. like there's a real special kind of friendship thing that happens where it's just one small little wall we keep up around ourselves when it comes to our friends that just kind of fades away and how what ease can kind of form there when you've just you know seen what your friend looks like when they come yeah when i talk to people who don't partake in this sort of behavior when they talk about the possibility of it they get these disgusted looks on their faces Mm -hmm. often like oh yeah if we did know just the idea of seeing your friends have sex i don't know it's for me imagining my vanilla like just friends that i don't know anything about their sex lives i just mm-hmm. I, I just assume vanilla just, it's like i don't know mm-hmm. if i imagine them having sex it doesn't change it doesn't gross me out it doesn't change the way I th- what i think of them mm-hmm. it's like oh yeah of course you probably do that a little bit i'll bet um that if you do that's cool i i just don't I don't know. It's interesting that some people get really freaked out about the possible. But, of course, a colleague is is a bit... Well, I mean, like, yeah, it's not like, you know, they sign my paychecks. But, like, I think there is... Yeah, I mean, I think what you're touching is on is something very important where it's... There's the sex positivity versus sex negativity. Um, and finding the places in that we all have where we're sex negative and learning to kind of create the possibility that our friends can en- enjoy pleasure and that's not going to make them less of a friend... And I think that's the thing. It's like when people get grossed out by the notions of their friends having a good sex life, like what's there? Well, I don't. Okay. Well, I I don't think of it as them thinking it's gross. Their friends are having a sex life. I, I think it's more just a boundary where that sex is private. I don't want to know about my friend's sex life. That is their thing. It's all mm-hmm. private, 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 private. <laughs> no. So the idea of everyone just being in a room playing around and giggling and you know snacking and and you know oral sexing it's not that's a weird thing to say snacking <laughs> and then oral sexing um brush your teeth <laughs> no i don't know it, it's just it, i don't think of it as sex negative necessarily but just a an artificial barrier that's uh, that's come up naturally in how we were raised a mm-hmm. lot of us so yeah and I, I think you're right that like everybody can have their own degrees of what makes them feel comfortable i'm not going to tell you that you're bad for not wanting to watch your best friend have a screaming <laughs> orgasm like that's not what i'm trying to say um but i think you're right like your boundaries are your own and that's fine um but i think that again like i was talking about this yesterday around like the difference between organic sex and having the pre-negotiated sex right Mm -hmm. Um, my partner and I have been together for eight years sometimes we plan when we're going to have sex and like uh, does it make it worse sex because it wasn't like (gasps) I walk in the door and he bends me over the couch and takes down my bed like okay so there's there's room for a lot of different variations but when people in my workshop say like well you know doesn't it kind of ruin the mood if you're having the safer sex conversation before your clothes are off or doesn't it kind of like get in the way if you have to tell somebody what you want them to do with their hands Mm -hmm. I'm like okay Here's the thing. Have both. Try both. Mm-hmm. The people who always advocate for the organic moment never seem to have ever had the planned out, you know, pre-negotiated mm-hmm. moment. So, try both. Try the organic, like, just go with the flow, man. And then try the, let's talk about safer sex. Let's talk about relationship boundaries. Let's talk about what we like to do in bed and what we don't like to do. And then see what works better. Maybe you like the stuck in your head organic just hoping that they can tell that you want your nipple squeezed thing mm-hmm. or maybe <laughs> you can try and say hey honey can you squeeze my nipple and move your foot off of my knee because it's actually bending in a weird way right <laughs> try it just see um i feel like that's the same thing with the group sex thing like okay maybe you don't want to see your friends o faces maybe you don't want to know how they like to be spanked fine then maybe just try having the conversation or going to a place where you might see that, you mm-hmm. know, whether it's like a, a second base party, right? Or mm-hmm. just a sex, like a sexy, they're like, you know, the good hurt in, in Venice or wherever, like places that are sexy. Clubs. Good hurt? Isn't that a club? Is that a, oh my God. In I'm LA? I, yeah. Am I dating myself? I don't know if you're dating yourself. I feel that LA has had a lot of club, clubs that have shut down yeah. okay. that were really active 10 years ago. Okay. But, um, but I don't know because yeah. I'm not that in the know. 
Um, but I mean, I guess like what I'm saying is like go to a place where sexy stuff is happening with no intention of actually seeing your friend or you engage in any of the sexy stuff. I have never been to a second base party. That's what I was hoping to create in my own home, mm. and then just got nervous and realized. Well, maybe part of it is I realized that I, I, I feel like as a host. Part of your job as a host at a sex party or a sexy party where that is an option is that you need to get down mm. to, to role model that it's cool to get down. And I realize I just kind of don't want to get down. <laughs> like, Real. like I kind of I get inspired by other people's getting mm-hmm. down and then I might do a little action, but I don't, you know, drop trial first. Well, okay, so there's there's some thinking on this. One is that as a host, it's probably, sometimes it's a good idea to be the first one in the pool, right? Because mm-hmm. there has to be somebody to jump in the pool at the pool party first. And usually the, if it's the host, then that gives everybody else permission, right? Um, so being the permission giver is great, it's just as a strategy, not as a necessity. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the same time, sometimes you can just invite friends who are going to be those people. And sometimes those friends know that they're those people. Like I've been invited to weddings where I'm the one who's supposed to get everybody on the dance floor. Nice. And it's like, okay, like, here I go doing that thing that I was brought to the wedding to do, you know. Um, But at the same time, like, for the past couple of, well, the past two years, I've been kind of not super into sex parties um, for, as a participant. Love hosting, love creating the space, but, oh, love hosting, love creating the space, but not super into playing, right? Mm Mm-hmm. so what's been really beautiful is being a person who creates a space, invites all my friends, that I do the welcome circle because it just works as for our parties, my parties. Um, and then I'll be like, all right, peace out, guys. I'm going to like go hang out and mm-hmm. just watch. I'll clean up the kitchen. I'll put out the snacks. Maybe I'll make some hummus while everybody's playing. Like I've been in this place where I just don't want to be the one throwing down. But you know that you've curated the people. Well, I've curated the people, but I've also what's been beautiful on the back end is I've given people permission to engage in a sex party in a very different way. Because now I'm the one having the deep conversation about this amazing book I just read with another person while there are people, you know, getting the crap beat out of them next to me. And we would watch every once in a while and I'm like, you know, thumbs up it. And then we'd keep on talking about that amazing book. And that permission, because for me, again, sex parties can be incredibly transformative, but only if people don't feel like they have, have to, to have sex. Mm-hmm. Um, and so being the person who can role model, you can take a bath. We have a great bathtub at our place. Oftentimes people will find me in the bathtub, mm-hmm. not having the sex, just enjoying the sounds, maybe reading a book, which people can find hilarious mm-hmm. because here I am like enjoying alone time um, at the sex party. But again, that's a role modeling thing. And I mean, I, I saw this amazing phrase, uh, a beacon of permission. I think Ashley Manta tweeted it the other day. Um, just being a beacon of permission. And that really does feel like mm. my role around sex education is that I just want people to feel like they can look somewhere and see what they what they need to give get permission for. Um, so for me, that often means creating the space where permission is given already to have the sex or to have the beat down or to whatever but also give people permission to be the weirdo in the corner <laughs> reading or knitting at a sex party and that to me is so it's beyond valid it's fucking necessary it's fucking necessary yeah. it's badass man Thanks. oh goodness um thank you for sitting down and talking to me about this yeah i'm real shy that i'm that mm, party illiterate that i have to ask such basic questions i think it's great but that's the thing like again like a lot of people who listen to your show live places where they might not know that sex parties are happening or might not have sex parties happening Mm -hmm. and i think what's cool about the internet is it's giving people permission to start creating these spaces for themselves Mm -hmm. um and for those people who feel like they're inspired to start looking for resources to create these spaces because i think they are absolutely valid and necessary particularly in places that aren't known for their libertine qualities like San Francisco, um, that there need to be people who feel like they can take charge and create spaces where people can be safe to be self-expressed around other people. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. That's important. Mm -hmm. See, you're giving permission again. I am. So much permission. Yeah. It's my thing. (laughs) I'm all about it. Such a beacon. Oh, thanks. Hey, um... But your Girl 611 um, release party is not a sex party. It's not a sex party. Will there be a 
live demos or whatever. Like, yeah, so there's going to be sexy spaces, and that's the thing. Like, oh, okay. I like sexy parties actually mm-hmm. even more than sex parties sometimes because um, I like people get tit- to get titillated and have the option. <laughs> I like, to, like when they get titted. I like when they get to. I actually do like when people get titted too. I don't know what that <laughs> means, but I think I like it. Um, so yeah, I mean like sexy spaces where it's like people can make out if they get excited, and that's again that's why I like having parties that aren't at bars where it's like no no if you want to take off your shirt. You just take off your shirt, you know? So we're having a warehouse party for that reason um, where there's a sexy lounge area and then there's going to be a VIP area where there are going to be live demos for people who are curious about the things I talk about in Girl Sex 101. That's really cool. That's actually really cool. So, okay. Because I think education-wise, the fact that you're providing access for people to experience that that have never experienced that too, that's cool too. I'm mm-hmm. not at that point. I Just the idea of inviting eight friends over Maybe that's even more complicated when you have less people, so that there's mm-hmm. almost more weight on it versus like 30 or 40 or 200 people. Oh, yeah. I've definitely thrown parties in my like tiny studio in Hollywood when I lived here for like eight people. I'm like, this is even weirder. Okay. Maybe yeah. that's it because I have a small apartment. Yeah. I think the, I mean, try the larger th- scenarios. I think you might get more luck there. Oh, but uh, okay, okay. I've yeah. got a lot of back and forth going on. Yeah. Ah, weird budget. feelings. But okay, so but like here's the thing: like the live demos, I think are really actually great for sex parties too. Because again, talking about the first person in the pool, one of the great things is if you, it's kind of like the salsa class before the salsa Ooh, dancing. Yes. So like I've taught again at kinky salons and various things. Um, I've taught workshops, like mini workshops, right before the sex party. Starts. I've wanted to do that. Yeah, it's great because then people are like, oh. I had never thought I could give a blowjob to a dildo. How great. And so you watch some hot people do this mm-hmm. and then they do. And then you're like, I would, and then you can find something to talk about. You're like, Hey, did you like that demo? Oh, would you like to try that? demo? And then you can have a fun time trying something new. See, that would probably be where I would start. Yeah. yeah. That's a great idea. You'd be great at that. Teach a little workshop and then be like open skate. <laughs> Sex lab. Luau. <laughs> I'm really into alliteration. Luau. I like it. <laughs> oh my god. Gotta buy that torches. URL right now. <laughs> oh my god. Um, okay, cool, cool, cool. If anyone wants to go to this party, we're at girlsex101.com probably. Yeah, girlsex101.com. Oh, uh, the party's going to be in Oakland, California. And no uh, yeah. Um, that's hilarious. Okay, well, I will definitely try and go. I'm going to um, yeah. New Zealand and Australia right after that, but I think I can make it. Although maybe a bridge down. I don't know. We'll figure it out. We're gonna figure it out. We're gonna get you there. Okay. Are we auctioning you off? <laughs> That's what we were joking about. Possibly, I, I wasn't was joking. Joke. I was joking. No, it's true. I was like, there's some because we're all authors. There's so many authors um, mm-hmm. contributing in the book. And, like we all. I don't know what what I would be comfortable auctioning though. Like a date, a, a Skype, a coaching session, like a. Back massage? I don't. I don't know what I'd be comfortable you giving. You could probably get a, a free meal out of it if you auction off a date. Well, what? I guess to support this extravagant party, it would just be like, hey. I mean, and also I'm terrible at following through after the fact, so it would have to be something that night. Oh dear. Yeah. Like intense. It, I don't know, but it's like, oh, I will pay fifty dollars to have a deep conversation with you. Like, who am I to like, even think <laughs> that that's worth what? I think there would be a lot of people who would pay fifty dollars and feel like they got their money's worth. What if we had a little like, like secret coaching corner where like with a, with a, like private time, oh, like cool seven idea. seven minutes in coaching heaven? I don't know. <laughs> I'm I'm trying to create barriers where you don't have to finger anyone. Oh, I mean, I don't have to figure them anyway. No, you could get a private where you can have your own demo model that you choose, and then you can have a private teaching session. <gasps> Ooh, where he shows them. Oh my god, it's getting so naughty. Okay, stop it, stop it. Okay, um, cool. We'll, we'll figure out something fun. Allison, thank you for answering some of my questions. This has been great. I've been wanting to talk about sex parties for a while. Thank you yeah. so much, and thank you for approaching the subject. I, I'm excited to hear who else you talk to and oh, create yeah. some fun conversations with. Cool. Thank you. Thank oh, you. Bye. Bye. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Oh, so hot. Oh, man. <laughs> Mariah. Okay, yeah, it's been great to... We've been hanging out here for a while now, um, but I, I'm just excited because I haven't seen you in a while, and here you are on my show, and you were so kind to say yes because I've wanted to ask you about this for a long time. And you, Do you remember us talking about sex parties a long time ago? I do. I do. I'm really excited to be here because I've, I've wanted to do this with you for a long time. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Mariah Moon Kindred. Yes. What do you do out in the world? Like, who are you? Who are you? And why are you here? 
<laughs> such a deep question. Um, oh man, I, I'm I've gone through such a metamorphosis uh, of late. So I'm creating who I am in the world as we speak, and it's a really exciting time for me. So I'm thrilled to answer this question. Um, I'm a singer first and foremost, and I am creating. Um, experience of being a songwriter it is percolating it's happening and um yeah the more i say that word it feels really exciting so um i'm also an actress and i'm in a play called mickey and worm that's going on tour this summer awesome yes you can find out all the good stuff at www.intervisionentertainment.com and um i'm just really excited to play this role it's the second time i've played it i played it last may in oxnard and this year we're doing it in hollywood for Mm -hmm. july and um vegas for um the end of august and the beginning of september so i'm excited about that um i'm also uh, a belly dancer and mm-hmm. a belly dance teacher. I teach belly dance at Yoga Blend in Burbank. You can find out about that at yogablend.com. And um, I'm just thrilled about that community. I work there um, as the uh, manager as well. And um, one of the many beautiful managers. And yeah, so that's sort of the threefold experience that I'm doing now. And there's so much more. And um, I'm just excited about being alive. So <laughs> <laughs> Living is really great. Right? Yeah. I... I re- I have to remind myself that it's it's an intentional it's, it has to be an intention to remind myself that life is wonderful Absolutely. and great. Yeah. Otherwise, I just get real neutral about it, and that's not fun. Right, right. Right. When I look around, it's like holy crap! And you are so creative. Thank you. And we've known each other a while now. Yes. And it's it's one of those things where you don't necessarily ask the people around you, like, what do you do? What do you do? So it's kind of funny even asking. Right. Um, because I just know you as Mariah, this marvelous human being that mm-hmm. I have been around at so many different social gatherings, but one of those kinds has been sex parties. Yes, indeed. Would you, I mean, would you call them sex parties or would you call them like, you know, anything goes parties? Like, what would you call <laughs> The spaces that we've been in together. I mean, certainly sex parties is a great broad category. Um, I Intentional gatherings comes to mind um, if you're going to be a little bit more poetic about it. Um, but yeah, sex party certainly, certainly f- fits. Um, the ones that I've been to with you in particular have been with people that I really, really love that are really, really true friends. Mm-hmm. So um, sex party seems a little bit like not enough you know, to really describe what the experience is that I have there. That's true. No, I can see that. Mm-hmm. Now, wait, you've been to other types of sex parties. Yes. What Now, what are the types of sex parties that you've been to? Um, well, I started off um, creating my own little experiences with friends back in, well, I suppose I was about 19 when I was really starting to create those experiences. This is just tingling me at the back of my mind. Do I recall this correctly that you used to be the one to get the girls around you in high school and college yep. to get super gay? Uh, yeah, and I guess <laughs> not college, but yes, high school. Oh, okay. mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I was bisexual and and had a crush on a woman before I ever uh, even had sex with men. Of course, I was attracted to boys, but it was a girl that captured my heart first. So, yeah. No, I was the, the, the spider to the flies. Uh-huh. It, uh, yes. And so when I had a boyfriend in at 19 who was ex- worthy, wanted to experiment with me and I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, let's do this. Let's have threesomes. It's going to be super great. Um, we sort of, you know, would do some fun recreational substances and have some good times. And, you know, we created those experiences together. And when I found first the BDSM scene at 20 and then kind of from there moved into my experiences of the rest of the scenes of, you know, my experience, uh, it it was like, Oh, I guess people do this and there's names for these things. And this is a full swap or a half swap or a sex party or a foursome or cool. I was just doing this at 19 and it was fun. So Mm -hmm. then it became quite formal. And (laughs) so, um, I suppose the, the next, experiences after that were BDSM parties um, where it was, you know, specifically intentional around that. And then from there, my partner at the time who I was with for 10 years, we explored 
sort of the swinger scene first in terms of our, um, and he had friends where they would again, come over and Mm -hmm. we would have these sex parties, but they were with people that we were a little bit more, had more trusting open relationships with. So again, there was that kind of going on already from the, from the get go. Cause he had this sort of, yeah, sexy friendships. Exactly. And then we would go to these swinger parties and be the, quintessential BDSM couple there that would draw a little bit of a, a crowd around us oh, with the flogging doing, doing of the BDSM indeed. And he would be the, of the tying me up and the flogging me and the whatever. And then all of a sudden there'd be a line of girls who wanted to get flogged and mm-hmm. then the party would sort of circulate around us. So there was a lot of the, we would go to conventions and things like that. Swinger conventions. Indeed. I have heard of these swinger conventions. They are quite the sex party. Talk about that. It's like a whole extravaganza of sex parties all across Vegas. Is it just <laughs> naked people gyrating in room after room on like Pretty floors much. and floors of. Yep. Yep. And there's some that are, there's sort of the public is open and you, everybody comes together and does it. Or then there's the couples that meet there and they're like, let's go to our room with these six couples and have a great time. (laughs) Okay. It's, I would need so much caffeine, Coke and E (laughs) to like keep up with all that. And I'm not going to say that there wasn't any of those things going on at all. Of course there were. So yes, yeah, there's definitely lots of, Stamina enhancing. Right. <laughs> Give me all of the Viagra. Yes. Okay. All right. So you really got into it. But BDSM parties, was there often actual like nudity and genital penetration and like sex? Because I know that a lot of places in LA, you're not allowed to do anything penetrative. The, right. The private parties, you can, oh, of, course. of course. And it depends on the entirely on the, the group. Like okay. some groups are like, oh, sex, that's just not, that's not even on their radar. Right. But then there are groups that very much incorporate that and people are naked all weekend long and there's sex and all kinds of wonderful things going on. So, but yeah, once, once we moved from the swinger set and started creating our own friendships mm-hmm. and had a home to be able to do it in, then it was like, well, why are we going out when we can just stay in? Okay. Question. All right. Because as I told you before, we even started recording. I, I have freak outs when it comes to the idea of throwing a party. And I wanted to, when I started living on my own, I like wanted to throw sexy parties. Right. Like it just was like, I just saw naked friends everywhere in my apartment. Like, yes, it's a small space, but we can do it. Yay. And then the reality set in of, oh yeah, I'll have a panic attack and mm-hmm. I'll be freaking out over the cheese plate and um, I won't find the right incense and it'll all go to hell and then my friends will just expect me to get naked first and I'm never the one who jumps in first and uh, and then I realize like oh I can barely throw a game night who am I to do that so how do you curate who comes to your party um, or do you know that you just can get the party started yourself so it doesn't matter anyone who's down can come oh it's really 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 depends on the intention that you're setting for the party itself what kind of intentions are there Uh, right so many so if it's a swinger vibe and you really just want to see lots of action happening so that everybody feels like they want to throw down then you specifically select the people that you've seen do that Mm -hmm. in party settings or people that you know are really outgoing and Mm -hmm. really flirty you know, if you haven't had sex with them yet or, or, or that sort of thing. But if you're looking for a vibe where it's going to cultivate intimacy, mm-hmm. totally different thing. You're picking people who you feel safe with, who mm-hmm. you feel you can be vulnerable with and, in a healthy way and that are going to be helpful in creating that container for everybody else. It's, it's very different depending on the kind of world that you want to create inside of your home. And to speak to your anxieties about it, you know, that's not necessarily a bad thing. We all have different skills that we come with and some people, it just doesn't actually suit them to be the party host or the party space holder. But I can say that Hmm. the energy you bring as a guest to a party it's very, very potent. And Ooh, my energy you, or just, oh, you, you specifically. About me? Yes, oh. you. You, you sex nerd, Sandra. Which potent? Now, Meaning that you bring yourself completely. And that's a thing that not 
every person can do. And maybe some hosts hide behind that. Or maybe some people are so nervous that they're not even willing to put themselves in a position to go to a sex party. But you mm-hmm. come and you come with your all. And it's great. So, I mean... Wow, that's a maybe, huge compliment. Yeah, well, maybe you your gift is to be a good um, contributor to the con- <laughs> container and, and, and not the host. Thank you. You are welcome. I'm going to take that in. Okay. I... I'm fairly, um, like I, I have a hard time feeling safe to be vulnerable, especially at parties. Um, and so for me, like casual sex is really hard because I just have a lot that I, I need to know someone for like four years before I can have casual sex with them, you know, <laughs> that kind of thing. So I do, it's like I, my dream job at a, a sex party is to be the lube caddy. Just like, who, who needs a spanking? Who needs extra lube? Who, oh, you, oh, you need a hug? Well, you get fucked. I'll hug you. You know, like, I just want to help. And you, you do it beautifully. <laughs> it's awesome. It's, well, you're, you're quite, you're like the facilitator. Mm. Like you really facilitate experiences. I've seen you. Thank I you. mean, you throw down in, I mean, oh, is it yeah. okay that I'm Oh, please, that? please get in. I mean, and I've seen you in some beautiful experiences. Where I just want to <laughs> applaud. You know? Why, thank you. That's so sweet. You're welcome. Can I, can I talk about, please? And I can, I can edit this out if it's of course, uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the first time I saw you, uh, use a strap on, on someone, uh, yeah. Is that okay? If oh, I talk please, about it? Yeah. Go your ability to have rhythm and control like core control, but just, mm. and really take your time and yeah. like, and, and sense a person. I was absolutely transfixed. Uh. I was just like, How is she doing? Cause I could feel the person's energy. And usually people don't take that time mm. to go that slow and then slowly speed up, but then slow down again and let it land. Yeah. Like, oh. oh yeah. Snatch, oh, I- snatch it back and hold it as they say. Snatch um, it back. Yeah. I mean, thank you. That is a really deep compliment that I have to take in too. And, um, strap on sex is one of my favorite kind of activities that we've talked about as well. Um, and I could go on forever, so we won't go off on that tangent, but it really means a lot to me that you have that reflection because I find that that's the way you should be in every sexual encounter. Mm -hmm. And that's the way I, in the end, for the majority of my hosting, that's the kind of party that I wanted to create is the one with intimacy, the one where somebody who doesn't have a very easy time feeling vulnerable and safe would feel instantly like they were at home. You know, that's what I want to, you know, engender is like, you don't have to come here and have sex. You certainly have to come here and engage. Mm -hmm. Even if it means that you're saying I need to disengage, Mm. whatever it is, you know, be as you are, know that you're perfect and whole in that and then see what happens with consent and safety and all that good stuff. So it's, yeah, that's the, that's my favorite kind of sex party. I haven't been to one of those in a while. No, no, I know I miss them too. (laughs) Um, Okay. Life happens. Right. Um, Okay. So let's back it up for a second. Uh, You mentioned swinger parties. You've been to them um, and you've been to BDSM parties where there's also sex involved. Now, since sex is happening in both places, but Mm -hmm. there's, it seems like they're extra Disneyland rides of different kink behaviors. I would think that uh, those two kinds of parties are very similar. Yeah. Yeah. In, in certain ways. Yes. I think that the, the kind of people are very Mm -hmm. different. Like there's a certain experience of, um, some of the swinger set is not as open to the BDSM and um, kink in any way. And and there's a little bit of a judgment that happens even in those environments where there are people who are into it. There's going to always be a section of them that aren't and are kind of mm. like, e, no, not so much about that. Whereas <laughs> BDSM parties, I find you're going to have more people who are just completely into um, everything. And that means that the exception, the, the, uh, there's this, this blanket of, I accept you completely and all of your kinks and it's amazing. And then, you know, lots can happen in that energy. Okay. You just got to watch yourself when you're walking through in case you get hit. In the <laughs> exactly. Is that, yes. That's yes. the difference. Yes. Cool. And when you mentioned container, like, like helping to support the container someone wants to create, mm-hmm. is that what you, is yes. that the intention? Mm-hmm. Um, how, what's your thought on welcome circles or, um, like, kinky salon like or, or different 
parties where people like make you go through like an orientation before you even walk through the door. Love it. Yeah. You love, love that it. stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's, um, such a beautiful way to ensure that everybody is on board with consent and boundaries and being in their fullest expression with that, with, with safety and, and, you know, authenticity. It's great. I think it's beautiful. So, cool. yeah. so like having like, like, even if in the email you have rules, yep. Checking in still mm-hmm. in person, still checking. you know, and having the phone call, that extra step is really beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I mean, the ones that I would host at my home, I didn't necessarily go that extra mile. And there's part of me at this point in my life that wishes that I had, and mm-hmm. also I feel like there comes a point with, with, um, intimacy and getting to know people that you can also have a more casual experience about it mm-hmm. and just, and you know, this is what we're doing cause it's Saturday night and <laughs> we're still creating a safe container, but we always do that, yeah. you know? <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Someone wants to throw a sex party, right? Right. They've got a house. Right. What are the areas? Like, is it okay to just have like naked writhing right up to the front door? Do you feel like there should be a landing pad? Mm-hmm. you think there should be a safe room? you think there should... I mean, what do you think is are just some necessary components? Sure. And again, this is going to be dependent upon your, your intention and, and what it is that you're trying to create. Um, you know, sometimes things happen in rooms where it's just like heat of the True. moment. But Absolutely. if But if you have a specific area in your home that you do not want, that's perfectly legitimate. And, mm-hmm. and blocking that off is, is, a, is a good thing. And sometimes people will go the extra mile and create a space that this is the no sex room for just snuggling mm-hmm. or just having conversations so that, you know, it's the, the energy is letting you know you can go and be in this space and, you know, you're not going to have to worry about watching or hearing or, you know, things of that nature. Um, and I think it's a good point that you make, you know, if there's a neighborhood concern that you maybe, you know, don't have it right up to the front door. Oh, right, right, right. Make sure. <laughs> and and uh, then yeah. the backyard, maybe having a, a sign saying, enjoy yourself quietly, you know? <laughs> um, and I like to set the scene with, you know, the, the appropriate lighting and music that makes me feel comfortable in my skin as a hostess. Um, because if I'm comfortable, then my guests are going to be comfortable. Lyrics or no lyrics? Oh, I love lyrics, but I'm just that girl. So it's it's just some (laughs) songs I think are sexy by myself. And then when it gets to a party, I'm like, instead of making out, I just want to like, like lip sync. Yeah. 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 And, and, and maybe both are, are, are low. Um, I, I'm a big fan of trip hop and like ambient, oh. yummy, juicy things like that, where it is a female vocalist, but you know, there's, there's a sexual quality to it. Lovage comes to mind right off the bat. Lovage. It's a great group. You okay. should check them out. Yeah. Right. There's an album called, um, music to make love to your old lady by <laughs> brilliant. Shout out to your collection. So yeah, um, that's the sort of deal with that. And then candles is always nice. Um, you know, incense, if that's your bag. Um, I like to have little areas where there's condoms and lube and maybe gloves and Mm -hmm. within reach napkins or paper towels or a towel. And it's important. Yeah, absolutely. And having the shower accessible and if you want to be even super fancy about it, you can have some mouthwash and some, you know, floss or whatever it is that you need in the bathroom. <laughs> That's uh, right. I love when that happens. Right. Thank you. Uh-huh. Do you feel like it's important to cover all the furniture with, uh, with drop cloths or something for, I mean, if it's going to be a swinger party, sure. <laughs> okay. But if it's your friends and you're, you know, you, everybody's good, then, you know, I think it's, it's really, it would be nice of the guests. Here's a, here's a tip to guests to sex parties. Um, perhaps if you know that you are particularly moist in any way with your fluids that you, you know, take the extra time to ask the host for a towel and the hosts on that token could perhaps make them available okay. a little bit within reach and eyesight. Everybody work together, right? It's a team effort, really. <laughs> and, and, you know, there was a pretty much the entire time that I would be hosting sex parties. So in my life has been in a time where I was really so very set on making sure that everything was perfect for my guests. Mm-hmm. That I think now as I start to 
age like fine wine, as they say, um, I would accept, um, the offers of help that the guests did offer for like, you know, tidying up and things of that mm-hmm. nature. So it was very polite of them. And I just, I don't think I took them up on it nearly as much as I could. Yeah. Sometimes it's hard. It's, it's, yeah. it's hard to take help sometimes. What, how else can someone be a good sex party guest? Clean up your condoms, people. Well, that's, uh, yeah. Yeah, but you don't have any idea how many I've found. Oh, no. Like in such sweet places like behind the couch. Oh, or, no. Yeah. They're like it. dogs. They're hiding yeah, there. They're just like, <laughs> oh, hi. Yeah. Build fluids. And they might be crusty now, but <laughs> good times. Yeah. So, yeah. Clean up your condoms. And, um, you know, be respectful if you're going to leave your items, places, maybe find a little corner where you're going to stash your things. And I, I always used to like to create an area where people could put their things. Mm-hmm. And I was always at the ready with, um, camping beds and bedding and pillows oh, because I would stay. much rather have people stay if they're going to be intoxicated in any way. And that means even under the influence of delicious bodies of delight, um, that they sleep and snuggle up as opposed to, you know, and oftentimes it would run into what we lo- lovingly called Sunday fun day. Oh, <laughs> I recall this yes. phrase. And, then, yes. and there would be a point when the coffee would start to be being brewed and the mimosas would be poured and, you know, all of a sudden we'd be having Sunday an, fun day. a sex party on Sunday too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Oh, memories. Aww. Although I don't think I ever went to a Sunday fun day. I'm, bo- I'm a boring, go home and sleep person. Oh, yes. Hardly, hardly boring, but... Oh, yeah. question. Yes. Since I've, I'm interviewing you and Allison Moon, both women, do you know of men hosting parties like this, or does it tend to be more female-focused or more led by women or couples? That's a good question. You know, I... I trying to rack my brain of thinking of a man specifically who is hosted. I know that there's men who, you know, Oh, well, so for example, um, my, my ex lover, um, mm-hmm. yeah. and fiance and master and beautiful man, snow Mozingo, who's an actor and an incredible person in his own right. Um, he, um, after we broke up and I moved out was hosting his own realities and I'm sure he wouldn't mind me mentioning that. So it's, yeah. Okay, so it's not like a weird thing for I don't guys. Thi- I think it's, I think I've never heard of it with a man who's like, hey, I've never done this before. Everybody come over that's never met me and, you know, creating it out of out of the blue. Because Snow is a very established person within his community. So people trust him to be able to hold a container. So I don't know. I don't, I've never, I've never actually heard of it. It's mostly been women and couples that I've, I've known of, but I would love for a man to Mm -hmm. chime in and say, Hey, no, I do it. Cause you know, I'd be curious about it. (laughs) I I know Reed, my friend Reed, he, he hosts parties and right. Of course. And the thing that bugs me is that I think that men and more masculine people, um, can also be leaders in sex positivity and sex parties and sex educators, lots of different ways. But there's always this idea people uh, tell me about, like, oh, it'll, it'd be creepy if I did it. Oh, I'd be labeled a pervert if I did that. And it just bums me out. It, it like, bums me out as well. There's a lot of ways to be awesome and do that and not be a creep. <laughs> there's so many ways. Right. So, I don't know. Just a question in case you thought of anything. I still want to be able to go to a cuddle party or something that Reed has done. Because the work he does is really amazing and that's a really good example of it so oh yeah 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 i'm i just went to a cuddle party i again i'm just really (laughs) weird about cuddling with people i don't know (laughs) (laughs) like i just i will help you and get you that help you get your cuddles with someone else yeah don't touch me yeah well it's funny you know there was a point when i again was so into that swinger party thing and it was the thing that made me feel safe was not knowing the people very well. And then all of a sudden I started developing friendships and, you know, deeper relationships with people. And I completely switched entirely. And I I have the same feeling like it's, it's really hard for me to conceptualize feeling safe with somebody that I don't know intimately. And I don't know if it takes me four years necessarily, (laughs) but you know, I feel a lot more fulfilled with people that know me and that, you know, I know them. Yeah. Oh, feelings are so nice. They are. 
are. No, I, I have lots of sex party, wonderful memories. Me too. I'm having them all flood around me right now and all the different. Uh, is there anything that you've learned yes. when you're at, at a sex party? Oh. <laughs> oh, I've learned so much about myself at sex parties. I don't even know how to begin with that. Like or I cool learned techniques or things about yourself or yeah, just definitely learned a lot about myself in terms of jealousy, um, allowing that emotion to move through me instead of work, work, trying to work against it was a hard learned hard won lesson. Mm-hmm. And it, it, a lot of it manifested there. So even as a hostess and somebody who believes so deeply in polyamory and in, you know, open relationships and open expression of sexuality, mm-hmm. it still is so challenging to be met with these, you know, society ingrained feelings. So I feel like I worked out a lot of my stuff in those parties in a really positive way. And that's a really beautiful thing. Um, and I learned a lot of techniques. Um, in fact, okay, so this is a great story. This is a beautiful story. Um, my very first party that I went to in the BD. Okay. So how do I explain? So I had just started dating my ex-partner Stowe. He takes me to this party that he had been going to in this community for like evers. And here I am coming in new and it's all of these people who know each other really, really well Mm -hmm. and have been went to cinematic for a really long time together. And then now I've just created this really tight community and I'm the newbie and I'm young and yeah, blink, blink, blink. And here I am having this experience of like, Oh, these people do this thing that I used to do when I, Oh, okay. There's, there's a whole community. This is great. Mm -hmm. I'm terrified. This is awesome. So naturally I find myself in the living room where there's porn on the TV as everybody's milling about and trying to get their drugs and do their thing to settle Mm -hmm. into their night. And there's a Rocco Sofredi porn on the screen. What porn? Rocco Sofredi. He's a, uh, porn dude. Uh Um, and he's known for like forceful deep throating. Okay. So he's making these girls just deep throat and Ow. take it all and barfing and all kinds of awesome things. Very dominant, very rough stuff. Yeah. And I was like transfixed and <laughs> wanted to be everything to these people. And I'm figuring, well, if this is the porn they have at their sex party, like this is a deal. Like I have to look. So I taught myself how to deep throat that night because of that. <laughs> So that's what I learned at a sex party. Yeah. Were you just like, hey, can I practice on your dick? I mean, not really. Didn't really have to say it. I was just like the the, the 20-year-old chippy in the new party. Like, it just kind of happened, you know, right? So, yeah. And then I became kind of like an expert at it, apparently. I've been told that I'm really good at it when I feel like doing that. <laughs> you didn't throw up or, or like do you of just, course, you just I gagged, it? well i mean like i gagged you know and just learned how to slip past that gag reflex and it became kind of pleasurable frankly you sound like a natural oh one you. night my goodness i mean not one night like i you know mm-hmm. i started the long journey of learning how to be perfect oh. at it because of that perfect like, at yes. now you're perfect at the blowjob oh, <laughs> well it's good to meet you as a blowjob enthusiast myself uh, yes i mean the felicio it's a thing cock worship is. is a thing i just it totally you know, is they can do oh um oh last question mm. you ready i am so ready what are some good snacks to for the snack table if you're throwing a sex party what do you throw down? Because I keep getting told, don't do ranch dressing. This is something that people always think about. Word. And <laughs> and you, you want to avoid like garlic okay, and things of that nature. Um, I like to have fruit because mm-hmm. it's very sexual anyway. Raspberries, any kind of berry. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you want to go the extra mile, having like a caramel or a chocolate sauce to dip it in, then you, people can even, you know, incorporate okay. it in the experience. Um, a veggie tray. You know, you can avoid the ranch dressing, but dressing, but just having those sort of two food groups and then something that's going to like be 
carbier, breadier, some sort of protein that's not going to... Cheese can be fun like at the beginning of the night, but you don't want to go too deep into that realm. So (laughs) I I just kind of have like a cracker and maybe hummus, but not a garlic-based hummus, Mm -hmm. so that you have sort of a protein kind of feel because stamina is a thing, you know? You do that much activity mm-hmm. and you start to get hungry so there it is yeah and then you want to have um water it's very important cool like a big old jug of it and cups or whatever Essential. nearby and maybe a juice or something that's gonna spike the sugar chocolate is always a good idea always. every day i love at parties when you're on the couch wherever you're at and then i find snacks like on the side tables in like little bowls, like, oh, chocolate covered raisins. Oh, pretzels. Thank goodness. I don't have to get up. Exactly. <laughs> I'm yeah, that chocolate covered pretzel is a great idea because it's the salty, carby, chocolatey goodness. That's a great idea. So, mm. you know, I freak out sometimes. I freak out sometimes. You know what I like to do? Frozen grapes. What? Oh, yeah, those are rather refreshing. So good. They? And then you can do all kinds of things with them. What kind of things? Like, you know, tracing them on your nipples oh, so that things. they're erect and also eating them. I was like, why? <laughs> Don't put them there. Don't I, I them was there. thinking yeah. of other things. Um, oh, thank you for yeah. talking to me about this. Any other ideas, anything that you like that we didn't talk about that if somebody wants to throw a sex party, they've never thrown one before that they better do this thing. They better <laughs> not do this thing. Um, I think we covered like kind of most of the basics um, but I will say that you can throw some flair on it if you want to be kind of dramatic and, and exciting. One of my, my most favorite ones came with this really beautiful, like old school invitation, like formal oh. kind of thing where, where, you know, you're, you're given instructions and, uh, attire and, you know, what to bring and what to do. And it creates this like, you know, sexy masquerade kind of mystery around it. If you want to kind of jump over the edge of your fear of hosting Mm -hmm. by creating some mystery around it, Mm -hmm. that's just a fun little idea that I'd like to throw out there is like in terms terms of the sort of eyes wide shut thing. Like everybody has to wear a mask or, you know, everybody receives this invitation and has to s- sort of formally RSVP by doing their check-in phone call. Okay. Ooh, you know? nice. Yeah. So responsible, right? seems like the, th- like, it seems like I know all the things like, like now that you I'm do. hearing you and yeah. I've heard Allison. It's like, okay, I feel like I, I get a sense of it. The thing that if I ever throw a sex party it will be that I need to find my ringers. Just my, my friends who mm-hmm. will throw down, right? Who are into it, right? So that then, if I, because I want to, it, there's so many people I know that want to experience that sort of thing, but are shy. Sure, it's like I want to invite them too, but I need to have the throwdowners. Absolutely. You think eight people is too small of a group? No, that's lovely. Yeah, but that's a, you know that's a little bit more intimate again. So yeah, I might really... feel two in the open. Right, sixteen hide. Perfect. Ah. <laughs> uh, Mariah, where can people find you out in the world? Uh, you can find me right now on Facebook under Mariah Moon Kindred. Uh, the website will be coming soon. And you can find me at Yoga Blend every Tuesday at 5.15. Belly dance is available to all body types and, and genders and levels of experience, including if you've never danced a day in your life. Um, and you can find me at, through Mickey and Worm, uh, intervisionentertainment.com. Um, and we'll be... At Oh My Ribs Entertainment in July. <laughs> cool. For our run. Yeah. Is it going to be MariahMoonKindred.com when the, that's the website that's comes? That's the idea, yes. Perfect. Yes. Okay, cool. Because in the future. In the future, in the there future. will be this podcast. And podcast. If, you fi- you, if you are finding this website right now, you are in the future. You're in the future. That's so crazy. We're in the past. I don't yes. even know how to deal with that. Whoa. So Whoa. Whoa. more to come. Hey, <laughs> uh, go team fun, Mariah. Thank you so much. Yeah, man. Thank you so much yourself. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Nerdist.com.